1: Yeah, yeah. Tube, what up? They want to tap in on. Is it
2: Okay,
3: oh,
1: Just in case you needed a reminder, the recording is in progress.
2: Let <laughs> go. Tube, what up? Happy
1: Wednesday. Happy August twenty fifth, two thousand twenty one. Blessings and salutations to all the earners. Shout out to my brother, Shotty. What up? Good. <laughs> they said I've been missing in action, man. It's good, it's good to be back.
4: <laughs> yeah, 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 they they was they was concerned.
1: Yeah, I know, man. They they don't really understand how this thing really worked, though. They ain't no no breaking up. They ain't no dividing us. We brothers, and so when one brother needs a little assistance. You need somebody to step up, that's what we do for each other, man. So I just want to take time to uh acknowledge everybody uh for their thoughts and their prayers. Um, I was dealing with a health issue, um, but uh you know, I'm climbing back. So thank you for all your prayers. Everybody's good, my family is good, my brothers are good. Uh, and the team is held at the, the fort down. So I just want to first and foremost start with that. I appreciate it greatly, but it's good to be home, man. I miss y'all. I miss y'all. So I said shout you. Bro, I'm ready, man. Let's let's get back to this thing that, we, that this thing ours, and uh, we got a we got a very special one tonight with my brother. <laughs> you love when I call him C to the Eo. My brother Maddie J is here. Uh, always good seeing my brother, man. Shout out to you. Yes, sir.
4: Yes, sir. Appreciate yeah. y'all. Yeah. So this is in person, in person experience. I was in Atlanta, and um, you know I'm like I just realized like oh shit, Matty, do want to just do this in person. So yeah, EYL house. Atlanta, South Edition, and um, you know, this episode was so legendary as far as, everybody's always asking questions, like follow-up questions to the episode. So uh, being that the episode was still fresh and people still had questions, it's like what better way to have a follow-up and then answer some questions and um, just provide value. So that's what we're gonna do. So first and foremost, this might be the first, uh, this might be the first one that we've done in person, right, Troy?
1: Yeah. Yeah, hey,
2: hey, hey, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now I'm thinking about it, yeah, Last, I do appreciate Yeah, we'll be able to stop.
1: <laughs> I know, I know we did an open enrollment, but uh, there was a storm and we weren't together, but there's never been a time when the person was actually in, in, in the same space. So, That's what right. a what a time! What a time! <laughs> okay.
4: What a, okay. what a okay. time! What a time! So, Troy, um, yes, you, want, you want me to, to set this off, or you want to? Uh yeah, so I mean, I gave him the host privileges. Um, oh, before, I'm... before we even do that, before we even do that, I want okay. Some announcements. So. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so InvestFest is fastly approaching. Um, it is this weekend in Atlanta, Georgia, which is why right. I'm, I'm down here right now. So, if you're not familiar, uh, we are going to have the biggest financial literacy business festival, um, ever created, and it's going to be a vibe Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So, added. To the Invest Fest lineup, none other than Maddie um, uh. <laughs>
2: yeah, I got the call, man. I yeah. <laughs> said let's do it, yeah, right yeah.
4: yeah. So we're gonna do a, a panel on Toro and Airbnb. We're gonna have Maddie. We're gonna have Alexia. We're gonna have Zoe, and we're gonna have Pushman Mitch. So Too much sauce. That's much sauce. a lot. That's, that's a, a lot. lot. Hey yo, that's a that's a whole lot of sauce. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't we can't just like
1: breeze over them names. Like Maddie is a legend. Alexia, y'all already know a year ago we introduced the world to, to, to the Airbnb game through her. She's a legend. Mitch is gonna go crazy. And Zo, man, shout out to Zoe, man. Silent killer. He was he, 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 he a silent killer, but he's holding it down in the A. Everybody watching them ride around these lambs. They like, what's going on? So <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna get into some things. We're gonna get into some things this weekend, y'all.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's something that we're extremely excited about. So if you're interested, go to Investfest.com. It's about 12 hours left um to snatch some tickets How'd out. Y'all get that name? Oh, I thought about it, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> we got yeah, it's crazy. We, we 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 had a bucket of names and uh I mean, yeah, shoddy won the bucket this time. <laughs> yeah, that's
4: a,
5: that's
4: yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, make sure you check that out. Um investfest.com and then also before we start so if anybody's not familiar what this is is what we call open enrollment so EYL University the biggest educational platform out there man we have over 10,000 students and what we do is we bring um, professors in every single week to teach a class and the class is on Wednesday at eight o'clock and it goes everything from real estate to crypto to you know the banking industry you name know, it. Anything that you find on Earn Your Leisure, it's a more in-depth version of that, where you get to actually ask questions. Uh, You know, it's the interaction. They give like lessons with like presentations. It's it's a whole school type of vibe. Um, And then the last Wednesday of every single month, we open it up for the public to see. So this is why we call it Open Enrollment. We put it on YouTube. And this is like a peek inside the house of EYL University. Yeah, Uh, yeah. So with EYL University, not only do you get that, but you get all of the back archive classes, which is over hundred, you get monthly financial planning calls with me. Everybody always asks me on my calendar for financial planning, but this is only really the only platform that I actually speak about on my financial planning side and just answer questions for two hours straight. MG, the mortgage guy does bi-weekly re- real estate calls, Troy um, heads up our movie and book club. We have a Facebook group with um, over right. 80 members in the Facebook group. And we have 20 infinity groups. Shout out to all of the infinity groups. I don't even want to say all of them because I don't want to forget any, but of course the crypto club, the stock club, the the real estate club, earners over 50, um, the military club, so many different clubs. So yes, if you're interested, go to EYLuniversity.com, sign up, I'll I'll pin the link, Uh, but yeah. Right now, we're gonna get into it. I'm sure a lot of people have watched that Toro episode, and their wheels are spinning because they're like, oh, I need some money. Maybe this is a good, you know, what I'm saying, a good side hustle for me to actually start earning some money. So yes, we brought Matty J back, and he has a special hat with a bandana. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh Seco, Ojo Seco, yes, Papia. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> so you know you already know what it's about man so Maddie, how
2: you want you want to just go into the presentation let's get for into for sure, it for sure yeah it's all on
1: right.
2: you my guy I want to give all thanks and praise to God Elohim for allowing us to tap in I know a lot of us we get into the podcast and YouTube channels to learn but when you drop the L you can earn so let's go ahead and get straight into it I'm gonna go ahead and share my screen with everybody so everybody can see and follow because again I can show you better than I can tell you we can make sure everybody can see it though There we go. So we're just going to start from the top. A lot of the questions that a lot of individuals have, especially in the cardinal space, what I realized before we get into it, understand the mindset that a lot of times we ask the right questions, but we end up asking the right questions in the wrong order. So the purpose of having somebody who has experience is to help us learn the process in the right order so we can be able to execute and activate our knowledge with efficiency and effectiveness. So how to get started. So we're gonna go into these slides one by one. Hopefully everybody can see and follow me. And if possible, we'll make sure this, this presentation is available for anybody who requests it later on. All right, so slide number one. All right, of course, obviously, if you don't know who I am, I'm a business coach, personal development coach, and I've been able to tap into the car industry since 2017. Accolades, I started from one car to 55 cars and I, I went from having a $900 car note to be able to be generating $2.9 million gross in the car rental industry and I could drive any car I want for free, but the question is how can you do it too. Tapping into the car rental space, the car sharing economy space. So here's the first thing before we get into the nitty gritty. The first thing that a lot of people pass that I realize or uh, don't think to think about is the intentions. Anybody who wants to get in the car rental space, we have to know why. Why are we here? What's our purpose? A lot of people understand and get seduced by the, the income flow, the income opportunities, but there's more to it. The question is, what is more to it? What other opportunities exist? Here there are, one by one. A couple opportunities in the car rental space is to obviously earn cash flow to do what? Pay our bills and family necessities. But is that all? No. We can be in this car rental space to earn cash flow to fund other businesses. This can be a side play, side hustle play. You use the income, the $300, $400, $3,000 to then fund what your actual passion is. Because if you don't have a passion for cars or hospitality space, but you wanna still utilize this industry and turn these liabilities on wheels to assets making deals, this is a good good business model to be able to tap into. It's kind of like the real estate. Another reason why people get in this business and industry, car rental space, is to help other people earn income for their business. This business allows you also to partner up with other individuals so you can be able to hire them, give them an opportunity to generate income too. Right. When we start businesses, we want other honorable reasons to be in the business other than I want to make some money. Right. We want to be able to facilitate, learn, grow, and help other people and create impact and the income. Here's some of the other pieces. In our community, in car rental space, people even shared this reason, one of my favorites, to the opportunity to bond with their family. Somebody got in the car rental space, the Turo space, so they can have an opportunity to bond with their son, bond with their sister, because this is a business that you can be able to do, low barrier of entry that you can do at home, and your family members can be a part of the process, cleaning the car, doing the check-ins and check-outs, doing accounting, things of that nature. You don't have to be a, a, a super business mogul. Now, this is a low barrier entry. Another reason why somebody will get into the space, to experience a different line of work. Sometimes the businesses that we're in as entrepreneurs, we get tired of it, but this is now a new business, a fresh business to be able to get um, new skills, hard skills, soft skills, and move forward. Another reason why somebody will get into this business, this is interesting, <laughs> to transition out of illegal activity so many people who are trapping out of these streets say yo i got all this bread but i want to be able to tap into something obviously more legal so i don't have to be ducking and diving worrying about what's going to who's going to hurt me worrying about the feds worry about anything right this is a dope business to be able to transition to because again it's a low barrier entry if you know how to get a vehicle you know how to get access to a car and you follow on your leisure podcast." You get around the right people, you can understand the process on how to activate these different businesses, specifically the car rental space. Another reason why somebody will get in this space, obviously, is to have ownership in a business, right? If you have ownership in the business, what can we then do? We can then pass it down to our family. Pass that, that's not, we can't just pass down a car because obviously that car is going to have an expiration date on its uh, accessibility. But we, what we are passing down is the knowledge of how we're running this business The knowledge of turning these liabilities into assets, the knowledge of how to be able to make income on the side, very important reason why somebody might introduce themselves to this business and actually activate it. All right, so those are all some of the intentions. There's a long list. Transitioning from, um, of course, we talk about from out of legal activity, create more time to do non-business activity. I'm going to talk about that a little bit because a lot of people when they hear two row or car rentals, they think it's just passive income. Any business. starts off with getting active first. So if we want to get passive, we have to first get active. And it's in the cardinal space is not limited to that. It's not an exception to that. So of course with the right systems in place, the right people, the right knowledge, the right resources, we can turn this active business into a passive business again with the right systems and people. Next, it increases your independence. And this is my one of my favorites as well. You when you get to the cardinal space, with Turo, you get to be a part of a trendy business, right? Everybody's gonna be talking about car rentals, just like they talk about real estate. You wanna be a part of that conversation in some way, some shape, some form, right? So you can be able to add value to the conversation, whether it's the knowledge, whether it's the experience, whether no matter what it is, you wanna be able to be a part of that conversation. And what happens is when you're part of that conversation, you can give value, but what happens when you give value? You can receive it as well. So these are different reasons why somebody should or could get in this car rental industry. It's not just, I just want to make some bread. I just want to make some money. I just want to earn. We also want to learn. We also want to be able to take, create the impact that allows us to do what? Take our brands, our businesses to the next level. And other reasons, of course, one of my favorites as well, you get to drive your vehicles for free. Think about it, imagine your dream car. We're, thought, we're taught that you need to make millions in other businesses to be able to, ha- be able to afford these cars. We're taught that we have to work hard and these other opportunities to be able to afford these cars. Now we can be able to get access to these cars for free by renting it out to somebody else. Friends, family, athletes, associates, and the Turo platform, for example, is a platform that allows us to be connected with other individuals who are looking for a timeout with your vehicle, i.e. a Lambo-ers. My car note on the Lambo, $3,500 a month. I rent it out three days of of the month for $1,400 to $1,700 a month, I don't pay for it, the business does. So those are different reasons why somebody would wanna tap in. We're gonna go on to the next slide. Um, Learning the process of a new business, an opportunity to network and meet influential people. I've been able to be connected with all types of celebrities. Drake, 21 Savage, Wale, Brian Michael Cox, all these different celebrities who didn't know who I was because I was running out vehicles. Right? So, this is a tool, an asset that we can leverage to do what? Build relationships. But what happens when we build relationships? We can win championships and take those championships and create all these different opportunities in business and personal development. All right? Again, network, build character is a key piece. I'm going to tell you firsthand in the car rental space, I was able to learn personal development on a whole other level. If you lack patience, we should get into businesses that help what? Mature our patience. We should get in businesses that help us with accountability, negotiations. Some of these skills, soft skills and hard skills can actually be learned and taught through the businesses that we are partaking in. But if we don't have the consciousness of saying, yo, this is the reason why I'm going to business, we might miss out on that blessing. Trust me when I say, I've developed hard and soft skills on a whole nother level, patience, stress tolerance. I can make a whole list of things that I've learned while being in this business. So now that you know that there's multiple intentions or reasons why you should be in this business. Now we can be a little bit more what? Intentional. Now we can be more purposeful on how we move and operate moving forward. Because if we don't know why we're here, what do we end up doing? We end up wandering this earth, wanders aimlessly like a zombie with no purpose, no direction. We need the mission. And with the mission, we can then create goals that allow us to get there. All right. So that's that aspect. So let's go and move on to the other pieces of the of this business of Turo or car rental space in general. Choosing your operational model. A lot of people think that there's only one way to operate in this business. We have to understand that there's multiple entry points to start a business. There's not just one door. We can enter through the back. We can get chopped down in that mug. We can dig a hole, come from the bottom. There's multiple ways. So what are the different ways to be able to tap in to start operating this business? One way is the owner. You can start this business as a owner operator, meaning you acquire a vehicle for yourself, whether you finance or cash the car, and then you start renting it out to people who are willing to pay for it, that's one. Another option is to get in this business, in this industry market with a JV deal, joint venture, right? A lot of people when they hear how dope this car rental space is, naturally we're gonna tell ourselves and create excuses for why we can't do it. I don't have the cash, I don't have the credit, I don't have a car, I don't have the experience. I've heard the horror stories. I don't know nothing about insurance. All those reasons are justifiable. However, there's answers for every one of them. And if you go to trusted resources, we can understand how to prevent those situations, bad situations from happening and knowing how to maneuver. One way is joint venture, right? Joint venture is you partnering up with somebody who has the experience if you don't have the experience. Joint venture is you partnering up with somebody who has the cash if you don't have the cash joint venture is you partner up with somebody who has the credit if you don't have the credit you'll be surprised how many people are walking the streets in your inner circles with 700 credit scores who are able to able to get a vehicle at a car lot tomorrow today even and then you help them with that process of getting your vehicle you teach them the game you teach them the sauce you teach them the opportunity and say yo You got a a nice credit score. Let's leverage your credit to get a vehicle so we can partner up and cash flow, make some cash flow. So we can partner up and hire our kids to work work with us. So we can partner up so we can learn new skills and traits. All those intentions we talked about, we can tap back into them, right? You can have multiple intentions of why you do something, but let's make sure we understand what our personal intentions are and prioritize them and understand that we can partner up. Partnerships win championships. The focus is on the word ship. Ships take us places. Another reason, another area of operating in this business is a broker. This brokers, is aka the middleman. We don't always have to be the plug. We can be the extension cord. As a broker, our job is to connect somebody who wants a vehicle with somebody who has a vehicle. There's so many people who make millions of dollars just being the middleman. I believe it's the best model ever because it's scalable. All you're doing is pointing figures, pointing people in the right direction, and receiving love from both sides are taking care of Right, but it does require certain skills. It does require relationship management skills. It does require communication skills. It does require care, of responsibility of two parties making sure they they come together, they're compatible, and they they work. That's a model that you might be able to consider. Again, you don't have to get a car for yourself. Again, you don't have to do it by yourself. You can also broker. Next, co-sharing. Some individuals on this call right now on this on this opportunity. Um, Right now, who are tapping in, understand that they have a vehicle right now in their driveway. You have a business in your driveway right at this very moment, right? But you say, Well, I don't want to get another car. But here's the thing you can share the car that you currently have. Of course, that will require you to not have a personal attachment. But like we said on the interview, Shadi actually brought this up. I didn't even think about this. Like I said in the interview, you can rent out your car when you're not, when you're at work, right? Troy mentioned this as well. When you're not at work, say you have an eight hour shift. Right at eight hour chef, you're at work, and guess what? Your car is doing chilling. Right when you rent these cars out, it doesn't have to be an all day full time business, it can be according to your schedule, your situation, your circumstance, your scenario. You can say, Yo, I only want to rent out my cars on Fridays, I only want to rent out my cars on Saturdays from the hours of six to 10. You have the decision, you have the control. And that's the co-sharing model. You're sharing your vehicle with others when you're on vacation, while you're at work, on weekends, holidays, you're running the play with no delay. Next reason, another opportunity as an operational model is an employer model. Employer model is you getting the vehicle specifically to allow an individual to make money utilizing the vehicle. I have a cousin who does ride share or I have a cousin who does Uber Eats food delivery. He lost his car and doesn't have a car. And if he doesn't have a car, can he make his income through that gig economy? No. You can be the one to present the opportunity and say, hey, I'll get the car for you and I'll rent it out to you for 20 $200, dollars $250, $300 a week, whatever fair price, what price makes sense. And you can be the one facilitating that. They now have a vehicle that they can earn income from and you have a vehicle that you're also earning income from, cash flowing from. And that business model is amazing because if they don't use your vehicle they can't make money so those big those opportunities usually become long-term long-term opportunities for everybody to eat and everybody to win so those are the five operational models to consider there's multiple but just realize there's not just one entry point there's different ways there's different positions there's different roles to play as a playmaker in this industry all right so as a partnership you need to identify whether you're the visionary the investor or the integrator Right? Some people listen to this opportunity right now and say, yo, I really want to get in this industry, but I just don't have the time to manage these cars. Right? You're the visionary, you have the ideas, you understand it, you believe in it, but you don't have the time. That means we need to partner up with somebody who can integrate your ideas. Visionaries usually should have an integrator with them. And of course, resources. You need some type of investor to fund the resources, whether it's money whether it's the vehicle, whatever investment that's necessary. Those are usually three type of roles when it comes to partnerships, especially in the car rental industry. All right. So that's that aspect. Next exit strategy. Most people start a business with no idea how they can transition out or exit. It, right. that's just a basic business principle. Right, there's different ways to exit. You can merge your business with somebody else, you can sell it to a friend, you can just liquidate it, you can make it. There's so many different options, but I think it's very important for you to understand how you want to exit in the beginning. What's your exit strategy? Some individuals build businesses just to sell it. Some people build businesses just to prove that this business is successful, create a case study, sell it, and make money teaching the case study. Right? There's so many plays that you can run with this when it comes to exit strategy. A lot of people ask, yo, what do I do with my cars after I run it up to 90,000 miles? After I run it up to 200,000 miles, what do I do with the cars? You need an exit strategy on what to do with these cars so you can be able to cycle out, cycle in, cycle out, cycle in. So we can get into those details at a later time, but understanding that you need an exit strategy is super important. And the main thing for this 30 minute call that we have is mainly framework. We can't get surgical with the information today at this very moment, but we can have an understanding of the mindset, we can have an understanding of the framework. We can understand the skeleton. And as time goes on, we can add the skin and bones to, we can add the skin to the bones, all right? Different rental opportunities. This is very, very important. Nobody's really talking about this, right? When you think about rentals, you think about two categories typically. You think about luxury cars and economy cars, but that's not it. There's supercars. there's exotics, there's luxury, there's sport, there's economy, sport. You can choose to say, yo, I only want to rent Mustangs out. challengers and chargers and corvettes and camaro because that's my lane you can say yo i'm just dealing with luxury cars or entry level cup there's of course there's levels you can say i'm just doing exotic you can say here's the next thing i'm going to show you because i'm gonna show you on the slide you can say i want to do minivans there's a market a huge market to make just as much income as the exotic rental car company renting out minivans there's commercial cars you think about the box trucks. The, the regular trucks. People need to haul things. People need to store things. People need to take tra- um, transfer and, and um, transport things, right? That's you can get in the commercial space and rent box trucks out to individuals. And there's platforms for it. We don't just talk about Turo. We talk about all the platforms. Get around, hire Car, car, outdoorsy, fetch trucks. There's so many platforms. And again, we also, as a community, we don't just rely on other marketplaces. We also run, run our businesses and create our own marketplaces. We go out there and hustle. We go out there and market on social media. We don't go out there and run ads. We go out pass our business cards so people know that we're here, all right? Motorhomes, big play. Nobody's thinking about the motorhomes. And there's actually a specific platform for motorhomes. It's called Outdoorsy. Underutilized, It was. it's one of those platforms that a lot of people, who are on it, they're killing the game and they're hoping that nobody else finds out about it, right? But we're here to share the game. We don't we don't hoard the game, we share it. Next, off-roading bikes. There's a lot of individuals who have ATVs, but a lot of times you're not riding those ATVs every day, right? You have the opportunity to be able to rent those out as well. Another one, one of my favorites, classic cars. Those classic cars are amazing for video productions, amazing for movies. They're amazing for commercials. They're amazing for photo shoots. You can get these classic cars for very low rates, right? 5,000, 10,000, clean it up, put some money on it and make your money back cash flow for a car that's not even driving. That's not even moving. All you're doing is taking care of the maintenance and the look. Think about it. You're not having to deal with mileage. you do not have to deal with selling the car because of mileage and it's no longer opera- operating. You can make money for a way longer term. Think about it. A classic car was made almost 60, 50 years ago. Imagine cash flowing on one asset for 50 years. Plus, that's the situation that we're on. We got RVs. Everybody knows they play. That's that. Next, business opportunities. Nobody talks about this. You don't have to be limited to long term rentals or short term rentals. You can run the play, what makes sense for you, your circumstance, your situation scenario. You can do hourly rentals, you can do daily rentals, you can do weekly rentals, you can do monthly rentals, you can do yearly rentals. They all have their pros and cons, but you have to identify what makes sense for you and your business model. Some people say, yo, I only wanna do hourly rentals. Then that means we have to have an asset that makes sense for hourly rentals. Would it make sense to have a um, Hyundai Sonata for hourly rentals? Maybe not, because typically people who need Hyundai Sonatas need to run errands. They need it for the day, they need it for the, for the week, the hourly rentals are slingshots, supercars, Lambos that they just need to go to the wedding, sh- a video shoot. They just need to pull up on a business meeting, right? Those plays make sense. Weekly rentals, again, economy cars make really good sense for that. Monthly, you can run the monthly play. I do what we call specialty leasing. Sometimes I don't want to feel like running my cars out on a day to day basis, that requires day to day work. So if I have a car that I am willing to say, yo, I want this car out for three months with one person, I can do a specialty lease with them. I can say, yo, let's do a contract. You have the car for three months, six months, a year, and we'll figure out the pricing." And typically the pricing is gonna be more than your car now. If my car knows 900, I might do a specialty lease for 1800, maybe even 3000, depending on what makes sense for that customer and what makes sense to you. All right, so those are that. Now, here is a very important thing to consider. Why do people even choose to rent cars when they can just buy it? I have somebody right now renting a vehicle out that costs $700 a month. They're paying $3,000. In our head, why does it make sense to pay $3,000 for a vehicle when they can just simply purchase the car themselves? But The thing is, can everybody purchase a car? No, There's sometimes they have limitations. Their lack of desire to actually have a car. They might be struggling with credit issues. They might only be traveling to a specific city, like actors and actresses when they travel to Atlanta from LA, they're here for three months. The production company, Netflix, Tyler Perry Studios will pay for their travel. It's not been coming out their pocket, right? So they have a $5,000 budget. That money can go to Enterprise or can it go to you? You make the decision. So those are the things that we need to consider, right? And that's the list. Next, rental types. I'm not sure how much time you have, but rental types, some people Rent out cars for travel, cruising, running errands, lodging, hauling, photo shoots, movies, parades, car reviews. My Teslas, when my Tesla came out, I got it before many, many people had it. My Corvette C8, I had it before 90% of people who have it today. The, I was able to market my car as a vehicle that can be used for car reviews, a vehicle that can be used for test driving. Because think about test driving, how does that feel? when you typically test drive at a dealership, you're in the car for 15 minutes, the, t- the salesman is in your air all day, you really ain't getting a feel of the car, the navigation, you don't really get a feel, real feel. And then you purchase the car and have what? Buyer's remorse. So instead of having buyer's remorse, let's get a chance to get the car at an affordable right for a week and really test drive the car. That's an opportunity. Racing, you can actually run out the cars for individuals just for the purpose of racing. Get on the legal track, you can use my car for a certain rate, take care of the oil, take care of the, the rims, take care of the, the tires, you're good to go, right? So many reasons, meeting pull-ups, birthdays, to stunt, test drive, all these different reasons, you need to understand why, Or somebody use your, your 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 vehicle. Then there's commercial uses. You can use your vehicle for food delivery, Uber lift. You can have your vehicles wrapped. I charge businesses $300 per month to wrap their, their business on our vehicle. You see the EYL truck. These vehicles are what? Moving billboards. We'll be fools not to squeeze all the juice out of the lemon by making sure that our branding, our businesses isn't on a vehicle that's being seen by thousands of people per day, per month, per week. Let's make sure we squeeze all the juice out of lemon. We see it in real life. And there's a couple of resources on, on how to do that. Some people might say, yo, I don't know any businesses. Well, there's companies that pair you up with businesses. Middlemen, brokers, Rappify, Carvertize, free car media, or you can just go out there and hustle and get you your own businesses. So there's different types of renters, celebrities, travelers, businesses, conferences, people who will be going to conferences, and even scammers. We need to identify <laughs> the scammers out here and try to get your car too, right? Um, create your business, oh, we're going to end on this. How much time we got? No, we go, we go, we got, we got, yeah. This is very important. Everybody always asks, yo, Maddy, how do I know which car to pick? How do I know to finance or lease? How do, How do I know? How do I know? How do I know? These are all good questions. However, we're never gonna, I'm never, I'm personally never gonna answer a personal question unless you fill out this business plan. Nobody talks about this. Nobody. So this business plan answers questions that you need to know before you make any decisions moving forward in the car space. The first question is this: Do you plan on getting in this industry with an existing car? or do you plan on acquiring a new car, whether it's getting the keys to somebody else's or purchasing financing a car? That's the very first question. So say you have a car in your driveway that's not being utilized properly. You can now say and answer this question, I want to use my existing vehicle. Next question, how many cars do you wanna start off with? You'll tap into the, the podcast and see Maddie J got 33 cars in, in one week and say, yo, I need 33 cars in one week that might not be the play for you. So you need to identify what makes sense for you based on your capacity to manage, your capacity to manage not just the cars, but the vehicle, but the people involved, the clients, your team, the parking lot, those are things to consider. I don't like when individuals just jump into a business and end up taking the Ls that I took when it's not necessary. But the thing it starts with asking the right questions. I typically recommend people start with one vehicle, understand the feel. Get a hang of it, and then say, yo, now I want to scale up to two, three, four, five, and beyond. All right. Financial goals. This is a huge question. Before you can figure out what car you want to get, whether it's luxury, economy, supercar, classic, band, commercial, we need to ask ourselves this question What's our financial goal? Especially if your intention was to cash flow and generate income. But how much income? When I typically ask individuals, how much money do you want to make in your business? Guess what answer I typically hear? million dollars. Where did this number come from? Right? Of course, we hear this number so many times to the point where that's the number that we regurgitate when somebody asks us a question. But do you really need a million dollars? A lot of times when people get a million dollars, they don't know what to do. With it, And guess what happens. They spend it so fiercely that it actually puts them in a worse situation than before. Right? You end up being in debt. You end up being around the wrong people. But now we're not doing that anymore. We're going to have intentions with every dollar that comes in. We're gonna have a mission for every dollar soldier that comes in, even the car rental space. So here's an example of an answer to the question What's your financial goal in the car rental space? This answer is I plan to earn an extra $700. This person wants to just make $700. But why? Why do you wanna make an extra $700? Well, I wanna pay $200 to my car note, I wanna pay my cell phone bill, I wanna pay my groceries. And I want to build my emergency fund. that's a solid financial plan with this specific asset very solid so that means that i now need to find a car that can be able to facilitate my financial goal and my so i can be able to hit my financial mission without this financial goal you can choose any car you want but with this financial goal you're going to get targeted to the car that's actually going to fulfill your mission fulfill your goals very important It so goes back to the question maddie what car should i get all well, that depends on your financial goal It depends on how many cars you want to have. depends on if you have a car existing already in your driveway. We want to answer these questions first. Next question. Do you plan on leveraging your personal credit or cash? Do you plan on leveraging your business credit or business cash? Do you plan on leveraging somebody else's cash or somebody else's business credit? We need to answer that question first. right? Some people have the option to do all four. But the question is, which one are you actually can choose? What are the pros, cons, benefits, depending on your situation, your circumstance, your scenario? Nobody else can answer that for you. All we can do is ask you the right questions so you can find the right answers. Next question, do you wanna operate this business hands in, all hands in, on deck? Or do you wanna be hands off? Do you wanna run this business part-time or full-time? Those are questions that you have to ask. Here's an example of that, the answer to that question would be, I plan to manage the operation of this business part-time for three to four hours. That's a solid plan. They only want to be in this business and managing this business for three to four hours as a side hustle, which would then help us answer the next question. Do you plan on doing short-term rentals or long-term rentals? In this case, because they already said that they only wanna dedicate three to four hours, what do you think is gonna be the best play? Depending on the car, they can do short term rentals, or they can do long term rentals if they don't want to have too much time on it, utilizing their space. Alright, so that's the fifth question. Next question, what type of renters do you want to deal with? And as a business owner, we actually have the choice to choose who we want to do business with. But if you don't choose your ideal customer, if you don't choose your dream client, guess what happens? You start getting all these random people who raise their hand for your services. And because you don't match relationship-wise, because we're having a relationship with these people, you don't match relationship-wise, just like any relationship, what happens? It becomes toxic. But who ends up taking the L? Was it is it the client or the business owner? It's always the business owner, because the, they even say the customer is always running. No matter what happens, the customer doesn't have the responsibility. The responsibility is always on the business. So now we can actually choose who our audience is gonna be, who our target client's gonna be. And you know what answer most people say when I ask who's your target audience? Most people say everybody. Even though everybody can utilize your service, you don't want everybody to use our service for a couple of reasons. One, it costs more money to market to them. It costs more money to communicate to them because now you got to speak a bunch of different languages because marketing is just a matter of speaking somebody's language and relate to them. So if I choose to speak to one person, speak their language, invest in that person, because I know how they feel. I know what type of music they like. I know how they like to engage. It's going to increase the love and likability, the knowledge between us two to the point where they go out marketing for us. Imagine having an army of individuals who do the marketing for us versus us trying to spend all our resources to get more people. That's why that's important. Rental usages. Now, we need to understand how we want people to use our vehicles. Do you want to focus only on movies and productions? I know individuals in the car rental space, they say, yo, I only want casting agents to touch my cars, right? Less risk, high, but of course, there's different ways to be able to tap in. You might be like, well, I don't know any movie me, movie directors or casting agents or production teams. That's because you never sought out to look for. them. And there's different strategies to do so, right? For every excuse, I promise you, every justification, I promise you, it's an opportunity to be able to fix it. All right, Type of cars. You need to identify what type of car you want. So example of these three questions. I plan to rent to guests who are in town traveling. I plan to rent to travelers who need to get from point A to point B. I plan to finance a 2019 Toyota Camry economy car. This vehicle matches all the answers that you gave from all the previous questions. You don't want to get a vehicle that does not align with any of your goals, any of the questions that you've answered. And that's where a lot of people mess up. They say, I want to make $50,000 a month and then get cars that don't have the capacity to do so. Or they say, I don't want to have this business take over my whole life, but don't get the cars that have the capacity to do so. We want to make sure everything matches up according to these questions. That's why this is very important. I highly recommend anybody to not start operate in a business without answering these questions properly. Next question, rental location. Where do I want to operate this business? Do I want to operate locally? Do I want to have my car managed in the in the city? Do I want a car managed in a whole another state? There's ways to do it. Some people say, yo, I'm not in the market for car rentals. I'm in Idaho and nobody really ain't renting out Lambos like that. That doesn't mean you can't get a Lambo. What you do is again, JV deal with somebody who's already renting Lambos in a different city that's hot. You ship the car out there, do a JV deal 50-50, 60-40, 70-30, 80-20 and run the play. There's ways to be able to run the place with no delays. Next question, what's going to be your exit strategy? After you identify the location, what's your exit strategy? So here's an example of an exit strategy. After one year of being in this business, I will re-evaluate my plan, evaluate my current opportunities, and either sell or scale the business. I'm going to use my existing car or acquire a new car. And I plan to use my car, but get another used car for rent. Right, so those are different examples of an exit strategy. But here's the thing, this is a framework and the answers are based on your personal preference. Again, I highly recommend nobody to move forward and operate in this business without answering these plans. Let's go ahead and move on. Um, car rental mindset, please, we, we encourage everybody before they even do any action to study the game. Again, before we can earn, we have to learn because you're gonna end up doing what I did. I got my Maserati off the lot. I'm ready to put it on Turo. I'm driving the car off the lot, guess what? The, the car starts to shake. Why? Because I didn't have the knowledge, the wisdom, the understanding and experience to check the rotors before I purchased the car. And guess how much it costs to fix it? $2,600 plus. Now I'm already negative 2,600, 2,600 because I didn't do my due diligence from learning from other people's experiences. We're not in the age of Ignorance anymore. We're in the age of information. Communities like the earners have been able to congratulate con- conglomerate cong- as a conglomerate, Yeah, congregate.
1: Congregate. The, oh, the
2: elites of elite. Oh, my God. it's crazy. The best of the best. Not only are they the best and the best of the elite, elite, these individuals are willing to share the sauce. And if they weren't willing to share the sauce. there's now a spirit to do so. Because if you're not gonna shoot a sauce, you're not gonna be successful no more. That's the new standard, right? And by God's grace, that's the standard. And now we're all have the opportunity to not use ignorance as an excuse. So the first step is study the game, have the mindset to always learn, not be arrogant to say, I know it all. Next mindset is to team up. Team up, partner, partner, partner. Whether it's with detail shops, mechanics, body shops, insurance adjusters you have to have dope relationship skills so we can turn these contacts into contracts and be able to make plays again with no delays super important next mindset hack having no personal attachment to these vehicles i know a lot of individuals when they start it sounds all honky dory but when they give the keys to their vehicle I'm
4: like ah.
2: they start checking the app the tracking device app every five <laughs> seconds when they return their car they get pissed off that the mats were dirty Think about it. What's going to happen when, when somebody runs their car? Domestically did? Think about every time you drove a car or run a car. Think about everything that you did, that we did to run a cars. What do you think is going to happen? So we need to make sure we set our expectations high and have no personal attachment and realize that this is a business. If you realize that you do have personal attachment, that's cool. Just know the consequences that might happen because of that. Next mindset hack is to never, ever, ever run out of a car without insurance. These assets must be protected. And once we get into Q and A, we're gonna go into those details of insurance because I know that's a hot topic. How do we protect these cars? we we'll make sure that we have that asset protection. Um, another mindset hack, outcome over income. A lot of times you'll make stupid decisions because you're trying to get the money grab. You'll say, oh, you don't need the insurance this time. No worries, because you just want the money grab. No, we need to always remember that there's gonna be an outcome and we wanna make sure the outcome surpasses the mindset of trying to get the income. Also, whatever mindset hack is being a problem solver. In the nature of business, the nature of business is that you're volunteering to solve a problem and you're asking to be fairly compensated for solving that problem. So you have to be a professional problem solver. So problems happen. We shouldn't be stressed out. We should thank God for the opportunity to be able to solve the issue and generate income to be compensated for it, right? That's how that works. So that's the mindset that we're going to be having in this space and then in any business period. And we have a long list of different mindset characteristics, but the key piece is going to the details and we're going to transition off to, um, we can do the Q and A. Okay. There you have it ladies and
4: gentlemen. Yes sir. Excellent, excellent presentation. Yes, yes, Matty J.
1: (laughs) C to the EO man.
4: (laughs) I love hearing that, man, that's dope, man. With, it the, just with the shade on <laughs> at nighttime
2: <laughs> and, and-
4: Hey, Shadi, uh,
1: he, uh, he, he, his brim didn't even move that whole time. Man. I mean-
2: You, got- <laughs> you know, there's a hack to that. There's a hack to that. <laughs> They got me a little filler right in there. Stay right there, my boy. <laughs> it, it is
4: nighttime, and we are and we are inside, and we're in the basement. Yo, it's, very, it's a very rare, very rare triple. That's the, triple. Run the play. play in
1: any run the play in any condition.
4: Run the play. Run the play. Consistency <laughs> is key. C's key. Uh, YouTube, make sure you hit the like button. There's thirteen hundred people watching this on YouTube right now free information top of the line and, and this is just half we're about to go into q a so yep. please hit the like button thank you thank you thank you shout out oh to my. Chris dude, on a five hundred dollar super Ooh. chat credit dude
1: my God.
4: that's elite that's elite level mm-hmm. so let's get into let's get into some q yeah, a yeah of... um troy
1: yeah i got you over here man a lot of people got their hands raised my man sam b we coming to you first mute yourself you've been unmuted. It's been, it's been a minute, Sam. What's going on, my
3: guy?
2: Oh welcome to the stage. Okay. What's going
3: on? What's going on? Hey That's Sam, you guys. know the countdown's on, my brother. It's two weeks away. I know. I'm ready for another uh another great year. God bless you, my brother. God bless you. Appreciate y'all. So um well. real quick, I seen uh it said something the a bullet point asset protection.
5: Mm-hmm. But I'm
3: worried about protecting myself.
5: Mm. So
3: I was going to ask you. <laughs> yeah,
0: Yo, I heard somebody say that. That's so
3: the part. The hurt coming through. High level questions. Yeah, so, you know, I, I'm thinking like worst case scenario, like if the car gets in an accident or, you know what I'm saying, somebody wants to place me liable. Like, mm-hmm. is there any type of uh, documentation that you keep on the side with you? Yeah,
2: yeah, of course, of course, of course. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not any of that, but I do have protection for my business. Of course, there's corporate veils, there's structures to make sure that you're not liable for incidents, you're not liable for accidents, you're not liable for anything once you put it in contract and in paper and making sure your your um your insurance policy is what we call ironclad. I remember when I when I was purchasing a slingshot from an individual on Craigslist, I pulled up to his mansion, Caucasian dude, right? We're writing up the contract. He said, Wait, my Lord's gonna come. I'm like, dang, your lawyer's gonna pull up on us right now. So yeah, he's gonna pull up. Thirty minutes. Lawyer was there, fine-tuning the contract. I'm like, why are they paying so much detail to this contract? I'm so used to just looking at the headlines and then signing. But that contract has everything is in there necessary for what our protection. And like you said, not just the protection for the vehicle itself, but the, all the individuals and the parties involved. Obviously, there's different ways to do so, but that's just a general statement when it comes to making sure that we have. The protection on all ends.
4: Another thing that everybody should have is an umbrella policy. Mm. Um, an umbrella policy is rel- relatively cheap. You'd be surprised. Uh, you and it covers pretty much everything under one umbrella, so mm. like your home insurance, your car insurance. Um, what about life? What life? It, the life is not included okay, in right the right. umbrella, but uh, like pretty much all the proper ta- property and casualty mm. insurances. So, um, that's good as well. And, uh, like I said, you can get like a million dollar. Umbrella policy for like five hundred dollars a year, something like that. It's very, it's very cheap. So I think we actually had a class on EYL University about that. If not, we definitely could have one. But uh, it's good to it's good to have that, especially when you you know have a lot of different things that you need to ensure. That's hard.
1: That's a big fact. Sam, appreciate you, my guy.
2: High level question.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's go to Adrian. Adrian, we coming to you. Unmute yourself. You've been unmuted. What's going on? Hey,
2: what's going on, man? Can you hear me?
1: Yeah, we hear you perfectly. What's going on with you?
2: Hey, I'm pretty good, man. I'm gonna keep it quick. Um, I got a car that's on tour right now. And a question I have for you, man, is um, could you give me, you know, like three examples of what's the best ways to expand your fleet? So I already have a car that's uh, in my personal name, but I have a business and I have business credit, right? So I'm looking to expand and get a couple more cars on my business credit, but could you give me maybe three examples that, 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 that you know that are proven to expand your fleet on Toro? Yeah, definitely. So how the best way I can do is I always also uh, recommend people do what we call experience shares. You don't give advice, but you just share your your personal experience or you just let them know that even though I didn't do it, this is what I heard people do. So I'm glad you mentioned that. So my experience on how I went from one car to three cars and went from three cars to 33 cars and now having 57 plus cars was simple. I first made the decision that I wanted to do it and why I wanted to do it. I looked at the data, very important. Um, If I can't know the numbers, I can't grow the numbers. So I looked at the data and made sure that I was hitting my financial goals, that these cars weren't making a lot of money on the front end, but on the back end, I was really taking the L. So after I realized that the money made sense, it was cash flowing, it's profitable, I then said, how can I run this as a full on business? Because a lot of individuals on Turo, it's just a side hustle. They're using their personal card. They don't really have no LLC. They're really not putting the money in, the ba- in their business bank account, which is cool in the beginning. But if I wanna expand, I need to run this like a business. By God's grace, I have a lot of business experience. So I use my business experience to set up my business properly. Got my LLC, have my lawyers draft up contracts. I make sure that uh, my insurance turned from personal to full commercial. I understand the process of doing private rentals. Um, I then, of course, went to dealerships and now ran the play. In the beginning, one, one thing I did do that I wish I did do was get the 33 cars in my personal name. Mm. <laughs> I went in the dealerships. I understood that I have a dope credit report. And then I can get three cars here, go to the dealership, get another three cars, go to another dealership, get another couple cars. But I didn't realize that I had $1.6 million under a vehicle debt. Under my purpose, so by God's grace, I was able to set up a business my business that was already two years cash flowing, in good numbers, and then getting a business loan to be able to purchase these vehicles, get this title, and get them off my name. Right? So, my debt to income ratio was regular, it wasn't $1.6 million in vehicle, vehicle debt. So, that's what I did. I got these vehicles, I understood that I had the capacity. Uh, we call it GWC. Shout out to Gino Wickman in the book called Traction. GWC stands for Do I get it? Do I want it? And do I have the capacity to run it? So I understood what I was getting into. I wanted to do it, and I had the capacity to do so. I had the resources to do so. I had the knowledge to do so, and I was able to do it. Do so with confidence. I got the protection. I knew how to get multiple cars. I knew how to get it under my business name. I knew how to get a commercial policy and I knew how to have the right team, the right resources to actually manage the business. That was, what, that was my situation and circumstance. Got it, got it, man. I appreciate it, brother. Appreciate, appreciate
1: you. Appreciate you, Adrian. Hey, hey uh, one of the things that that uh, kind of got glossed over there is as you scaling it, uh, C to the EO, is that you actually have to find a place to store these cars, man. Can you, can, you, can, you, can you talk to the people about that process? Cause it's like, yeah, I got one, I got three, I got 10. Where am I putting these things?
2: Right, right. That's a good question because that's the question that is naturally gonna get brought up. So there's so many ways to strategies to be able to implement this. Again, you can do JV deals. There's individuals who already have car lots that are either renting our cars or selling our cars. And of course, in this business, location, location, location is important, right? Um, where you locate these cars is important, so you can partner up with individuals who have parking spaces. Or in my situation, by God's grace, I was able to lease a building right next to Enterprise, right next to Hertz, right next, right in front of Budget, and right in front of Peachy Airport, where there's a building available where I can run my operation at. And you know how I got that vi- that building? Relationships. My boy Jacoby said, "Yo, Matt, I know you need space. Here's a place that I'm looking. I'm looking at, and it looks like it'll be good, better for- fit for you." So it wasn't a matter of skills. It wasn't a matter of knowledge. And again, it's always back to relationships. When you have no relationships, people put you on. And when you put others on, they have the, the inclination to reciprocate that that love and, uh, and the value. Turo also, in certain cities and certain markets, they actually offer um, car management where they'll handle the check-ins, checkouts. I'm not sure how active they are pr- pr- uh, after the COVID situation, but I remember going to LA, picking up a vehicle at a Turo lot. Where all these different hosts park their vehicle, and Turo actually manage the check-in check-out process. So many places you could also do it. Partner up with um, you can have your cars parked on the on the on the public streets, depending on where you where you are, and depending on what your risk tolerance are. There's so many <laughs> different options. But my option was tapping into a car rental lot that held 50 plus spaces which required me to get a car rental license, which required me to pay for a lot of things that increase my expenses and my overhead, right? Um, and that was my situation. Whew.
1: Relationships wins <laughs> championships. There it is, there it is. Uh, Jarrell Hardy, we coming to you. Unmute yourself, you've been unmuted. What's going on? Oh, damn, Jarrell, don't do it. You a top earner too.
4: Oh, man. Oh, don't do it, Jarrell. You're ready. <laughs>
1: Fridge emoji. Fridge emoji. We <laughs> all right. Let's go. Let's go to Will. William Harris, we coming to you. Unmute yourself. You've been unmuted. What's going on? I'm here. Oh, Jarrell, you there. All right. All right. Will we gonna come hey, to you right boy, after this? Jarrell, what's good? I know you want to let us down. What's going on?
3: Yeah, what's up? Hey, I'm good. All right. Um, yeah, I had a question. I have a, a cargo van. Mm-hmm. I used to do a little carrier business um for my spare time. But right now, I'm not doing it. I was wondering, how could I pro- possibly uh, rent the cargo van out? But it's an older van, though. But it rides well. If so it's try-
2: operable and moving, there's two ways that, for sure, you can turn that liability into asset. One is wrapping that cargo van in a business. Um, whether it's your business or somebody else's business, you can monetize in that way. Second way is, of course, to rent out to individuals who need to haul cargo. There's been so many times where I need to move furniture or or purchase things that didn't fit in my vehicle that I needed a cargo van. And because there wasn't a marketplace to rent it, what did I have to do? Go to um, uh, a Home Depot, right? Or go to, or borrow a friend's truck. But you know how that is, asking for your friend for a vehicle. It's not always the best feeling, right? If there's a marketplace where people know that I can just go to the local homie or a local person in my neighborhood to rent out their cargo van for specific business purposes, like hauling, or um, taking care of errands, I can do so. It's just a matter of identifying where the market is. So what we do is we use Facebook Marketplace. You'll be surprised how many people in your local neighborhood need your vehicle for hauling. So it's just a matter of going on Facebook Marketplace, taking a dope picture of your cargo van and letting them know why they need to use your cargo van with the price. You can say, yo, if you're tired of renting out so-and-so car or you're tired of doing this and that, you can utilize this vehicle for your needs.
3: Okay, thank you. Right. I'll see y'all this weekend.
1: I appreciate it, right.
2: Jarrell.
4: Again, hold, let me ask you a question. Uh, yes, I'm sir. surprised nobody asked this yet, uh, insurance. That's something that I've been
2: seeing a lot. Right, right, right. What's the deal with that? Yeah, so for protection, insurance. So if you're on the Turo, again, we we teach that you should use multiple platforms. Turo is not the only platform for renting our car. You can rent our cars privately. So let's start talking about insurance with Turo. So Turo, you can consider Turo as really an insurance company. They make most of their profit from the insurance plans that they're making with their um, partnership with uh, Liberty Mutual. Right. So typically what happens is when you sign up for Turo, you have three option plans. You can choose the option for um, 9010, which is usually for commercial, meaning you're using your own insurance, your own commercial insurance, which was the policy I was on. I believe there's the 80, 20, the 65. There's there's three, there's three, four plans that you can choose from. And depending on what plan you choose, there's a certain deductible that you have to pay. And there's a certain protection level that you get. So the 60, 40, so for every $100 you get, you have to give your partner, I call Turo your partner. Some people just treat Turo like it's just some website. If you're doing business on Turo, that's your business partner. They're providing services that you need to be able to operate your business like a business partner. So they're getting 40%, right? So, me, when I was on Turo Heavy, most of my cars on Turo, now I ran out privately, I was on the 60 40 plan. Why? Because I wanted full coverage. Because I had so many cars, which means I had more possibility and probability that my cars would get damaged, right? So, instead of me having to pay a $2,500 or $250 or $750 deductible, for every damage, I opted in to the 60 40 plan. So, when an insurance claim happens, typically when somebody's driving your vehicle, right, they hit a parked car, there's damage now. They turn the car in, there's damage. You have before and after pictures. Now it's your opportunity to put a damage claim. Opturo gives you an option to deal with the claim directly with the guest first to see if they're able to take responsibility and handle the payment directly to you. If the guest is not communicative or they're not willing to be rational or reasonable to the situation, Turo, your business partner, is now going to be the middleman of the situation and take responsibility for it. And they take responsibility for it by, of course, underwriting the situation, getting the information from the mechanic on what damages there are, and depending on how quick your responses are, the information that they need, they'll be able to pay you out as quick as anywhere from a week. And the longest I waited was three months, right? For the for any damages that happen from spender benders, scratches, rim rash, smoking in the car to a full total out vehicle. I've had a Maserati completely totaled out on Maserati uh, on Turo. So what they do is they they find the, the market value of the vehicle. So the market value for this Maserati that I paid thirty two thousand four. for. Three years later, it's $26,000, right? So they'll pay me $26,000. And if I'm financing, they'll pay whatever I owe the Capital One or whatever bank that finance, they'll pay them and they'll pay me the difference, right? So just recently, I just had $11,000 deposited in my bank account because that was the equity that was left in the Maserati. Actually made money off that total vehicle because it held its value because of the market right now, right? If you, if somebody was to get that same Maserati today, it's $26,000. 32 minus 26 minus the payments that I've made for the last two, two and a half years, I made 11,000, all right? So that's how it works on Turo. Depending on what plan you are, they will protect the vehicle and sort of a certain amount of money. I think about a million dollars, a hundred thousand million dollars, depending on who gets harmed, and what other vehicles get damaged, right? Now it's different for private rentals. We teach how to be able to generate income renting your car out privately with the proper rental agreement and the proper insurance. And typically we use the individual's insurance. So I don't use my own insurance for claims. Whoever's running out my Lamborghini, they have to provide full coverage insurance, comprehensive collision liability to make sure that they can drive that vehicle. And my team confirms with their insurance agent that they are able to drive this car at full coverage before they leave the line and that's always confirmed and if anything happens we're not stressed out because we know the insurance is going to be taking care of the damages and all we do is just do our proper due diligence to make sure that we report the damage claim we we send a demand letter we send the estimate of damages we send the before and after picture. We send the rental agreement. We send everything we need to make sure that this process is smooth so we can be able to acquire a new vehicle and keep the ball rolling. So there's so many aspects to insurance. If you ask a very specific question about insurance, we'll be able to tap into that as well. Yeah, mm.
1: uh, that was a lot. Will, we, uh, we coming to you. What's going on? You've been unmuted. What's your question, Will? Yo, can you hear me? Yeah, we hear you perfect. What's going on?
3: Uh, real quick. Uh, first, congratulations on, on all your success. Uh, Mr. CEO, I've been approved for a car. I want to yes, get started, sir. but I don't have time. So I'm a full-time real estate broker. I don't have time. So I want to know you personally, do you know anyone that wants to JV? And I'm here in Atlanta. So I would love to connect with you. And EYL, how are you picking your people to go to Egypt? Cause I would love to go.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: now, Egypt, anybody can go, bro, Um, that link. um is uh, on um our instagram page I, co- I can mention it here too before we leave but first come first serve we got 20 spots we're going to egypt Did you know that oh yeah, yeah. i saw the post so anybody can go to egypt but the information's on the site we're going, going to go to africa oh, that's right. i want to claim africa oh, yeah. africa even... the, the motherland. you know that <laughs> okay
1: next stop next up.
4: <laughs> yeah yeah so i guess maddie he was yeah so
2: her. um JV deals. So again, especially real estate agents, man, you, got, you guys already have your lane, your time is already uh, organized, and you don't want to add more time liabilities, right? So that's when you JV deal with people who are willing to do it. So your best bet to find individuals who you can JV with is to talk and communicate with the individuals who are already renting their cars on tour. Figure out a way to get their contact information, make a Facebook post. Make drop into Facebook and type in Turo. There's a Turo community for every market in the nation, and they're all Turo hosts, they're all Uber drivers. That's the beautiful thing about groups on Facebook. What we're doing as playmakers, we're finding our customers or the people that we're looking for where their playground is. Where the playground of Turo hosts, they're kicking in on Facebook groups where they're talking about Turo, they're watching certain YouTube videos. They're in certain Turo teaching course communities, right? And there's ways to get access to them. It's just a matter of first knowing where they're at, knowing what messaging to be able to put out and then connecting with them. So I would suggest getting on um, Facebook, type in Turo slash Atlanta, join the group and make a post saying, Hey, I'm looking for anybody who's willing to JV and manage these vehicles. Here's the information. You want to be as much informational, informative as possible so that it can be a quick sale for somebody to say, yo, I'm actually looking for another car to rent and I don't have the credit or the cash to get a new car. Let's partner up and let's do a 60, 40, 80, 20, 70, 30, depending on what you want to do.
1: Hey well, and, we got some we got some people in the chat right now saying that they in Atlanta and, and I'm trying to link will so.
2: say that's what
1: I said. That's what this community is about, my brother. So
4: uh, definitely was, tap in. I was gonna say put it on the uh Instagram, Facebook group on on uh EYO University's Facebook group, thousands yeah. of people on there. Easy. And Atlanta is a huge, huge market for Ooh. us, so I'm sure that there's a, a lot of people in Atlanta that might want to connect. And um, yeah, YouTube, almost 1,500 people on YouTube. Please hit the like button. Greatly appreciate yes, it. Sir.
1: Yeah, yeah. Let's let's go to uh, let's see who we got. Let's go to Rashawn. We coming to you. Unmute yourself. You've been unmuted. Rashawn, what's up? Damn, Rashawn.
2: Mike's muted. There you go.
1: There you go. There you go. All right, Rashawn's here. What's going on? Yeah, how you doing? We good, man. How are you?
5: I'm a, I'm a black-owned um, car dealership, sir. Queen, right. So, queen is, Queens, Queens, New York. I've been established for about eight years. So, for 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 the game that I've been in, obviously, is buying and selling at a wholesale rate versus you know retail. But now that I own at least 30 vehicles, I'm looking to partner up um, with somebody and do JV deals out here in New York. So the biggest thing for me, honestly, um, being that the business is new and we have a management company that's stepping in, like you said, to get them involved, they'll clean the car up on a consistent basis. They have a lot where they keep the car safe and customers could pick it up and drop it off. But they're charging me a fee of $100 a month and they're taking 30% of the pie. So You know, you've been in the business or in the game for quite some time. How does that, you know, benefit you long term? I mean, obviously, I have a step up and an advantage because I own the vehicle outright. So I'm not paying a finance charge, which includes interest and a monthly premium as well as insurance. So I'm taking, you know, a smaller piece of the pie. So I I just want to get some insight on that. And then I had another
4: question. So we we can start with that.
2: First question: How can you repackage a question if you were to rephrase it?
4: All right so is,
2: he, so, is, so,
5: is that the, qu- the question the question is toro's new in new york so management companies are now the deals that they're they're yeah, presenting exactly. is basically they're taking a 30 um cut. they're taking 30 cut correct and they're charging me a hundred dollar per month fee to manage the vehicle to keep it clean and you know everything that the management company you know requires of course i still have to get insurance as well as an umbrella policy, just so I'm protected. Right. So from your perspective, is that is that fair? Is that a reasonable percentage to take as a management company or, or is that like, you know, somewhat inflated?
2: Right. So questions like that, again, it's a personal situation What's that okay. one person might not be fair to but it all depends on how you value the service and the time and the benefits and the features that they're offering. Because one management company might not offer the, the, the level of management as another company. And they might charge the same percentage. It all depends on exactly itemizing what their deliverables are, and then comparing how you value each deliverable, and then also comparing their rate to the market. There's so many ways to just justify or identify what do you think is a fair price. But it's usually subjective, and it's usually a personal opinion, again. Pricing can be dependent on value, customer service, speed, market, market rate. It can be based off of the list of services. It's so many, so many different variables. So it'll be it'll be very um, um I, I would say irresponsible for me to say, yeah, that's a good, that's a good percentage. I don't know the services. No,
5: I'm saying from from what you're currently paying now, like management company. Okay, yeah, I, know- I, have
2: management fee. I have a I have my own rental lot.
5: Okay, okay. But I mean, when you first started off, you didn't have any type of management.
2: Everything was always in-house. Uh, okay. By God's grace, I had members of church who I trusted, liked core values on, on the same page that I was able to hire at, at a rate from $10 an hour to $20 an hour to help manage the company.
5: Okay, okay, great. And um, okay, that sounds good. So then I obviously have to do the due diligence on the management company and see- so you I, know, what, I, what I do I, is I
2: have frameworks. That will help you make a decision, a well-informed decision on if this makes sense or not. And those frameworks I have like a trello board on how to identify whether something is fair for you when it comes to pricing and
5: percentage. Okay. Okay. And final question is um, how can I create a marketplace for these in- individuals that we're empowering to now start their own business? Like, you know, I'm getting vehicles um through the auction in Manheim, Odessa at a wholesale rate versus a retail where you're going to pay markup along with dealer fees and stuff like that upon the purchase. So what I want to do is create a marketplace where we can get these vehicles at a lower rate and we can get these individuals that, you know, that want to start their business, you know, any vehicle that they want.
2: Right. It's just a matter of placing the market. You're just marketing the services, letting them know, like, look, you don't have to get these cars at dealerships where they're putting their um, markup rates. You can get them at wholesale prices and you presenting and say, yo, you can rock with me on being able to get these vehicles. It's just a matter of presenting yourself and making yourself, um, um, letting people be aware that this service exists. I certainly talk about it. So the question is, now that they are aware of it, now where do they go or who do they go to help facilitate it? That's just marketing on your end.
5: Okay, got it. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate you, Rashawn.
4: Appreciate you. Let's take, let's reset the room for a minute. Um, do remember, invest fast. Oh
5: yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: The biggest by far, the biggest by far, by far the biggest. This weekend in Atlanta, Georgia, Friday night, we have Neo, we have uh, Jagged Edge. i I'm
1: like, damn, you know what I'm saying?
4: J-E. Man. No, way, please, no, 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 just quickly. <laughs> Neo, Jagged Edge, and Les Brown. We will be interviewing Les Brown okay. on Friday VIP night. Oh, yeah. Saturday, we Saturday. have Tail Harper. We have Brian Leslie. We have Wall Street Trapper. We have, man, yeah. a bunch of people. <laughs> Too many people. Sunday, just added. We have the Toro and Airbnb panel with yes, Maddie J, with Zoe, yes, with sir. Mitch. Mitch, Pushman Mitch, Alexia. Yeah. and Alexia. Yeah. That's going to be a legendary situation. I can't wait for that. Um, we also have Inky Johnson on Saturday. Just added him. Uh, we, all, we have Max Maxwell. We have DJ Envy. We have Fabulous, we'll be performing on Sunday. Oh man. Uh you, this 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 guy from
1: this this guy from Harlem who might be in attendance. he will definitely be in attendance.
4: attendance? Rodney Brown, Ronnie Brown, <laughs> <Ronnie> Brown <Inky laughs> the mortgage guy. Yeah, uh the master investor, Ian Dunlap. It will be
1: What about our compadres from Yonkers in yours?
4: Yes. Don't forget them, don't now, forget them. <laughs> P, Ooh. Jim Jones. Don't forget Peter. them. Jannigan. What's up? 19 keys. <laughs> Everything's
1: top secret, Matty J. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so we, we oh man, we could keep going, but Invest Fest. Go to investfest.com, get your tickets. Two days left. We want to see everybody there. It will be a very, very enjoyable event. And we will be handing out 8,000 masks we will be fully uh responsible in mm-hmm. practicing all covid guidelines um mm-hmm. uh, so yes and we have a vendor marketplace as well with 200 small business vendors that nice. have tables set up nice it's going to be it's going to be experience it's going to be experience it's going to be experience let's take a couple more questions yeah before, yeah before we hit the wrap button troy if we can
1: yeah let's do it let's uh let's go to uh Go to Isaiah, Isaiah, we coming to you. Unmute yourself. You've been unmuted. What's going on, my guy?
3: I'm um, good. Are you able to hear me?
1: Yeah, we hear you perfectly.
3: Cool, cool. cool. So, um, I had a question about Turo in the Midwest, specifically Detroit and maybe like the Cleveland area. I'm um, based out of Toledo, but I've been looking at getting into Turo, and I guess the biggest concern that I have is, uh, you know, the weather. So. Being in the Midwest, we're gonna have like crappy weather for three to maybe four months out of the year. And I don't know if you know anyone with experience in that, or I just what's your take?
2: That's a good question. So good question. one of my one of my statements is, if it has wheels, it can make a deal. But obviously, weather impacts the the capacity and frequency of vehicles getting rented. But here's the thing: we have to ask ourselves, even in, in snowy weather or or whether that might be uh, uh, unfortunate. unfortunate. Um, There's cars still on the road and there's individuals that still need to get to places. There's things that still need to be, cars that still need to be driven and there's individuals. Whether we realize it or not, they're gonna need vehicles even in storms and rainy weather and mud, sleet or snow. There's people who need vehicles. Obviously it's not going to be as a bigger market than a sunny place where the weather is just always perfect, but that still warrants an opportunity for certain vehicles that operate well to make sure that um, you can still be able to generate income with these vehicles. Obviously I'm not going to try to rent out a Corvette. (laughs) um, uh, Corvette, Corvette. Right. So you just have to also be considerate. And the best way to be considerate of what cars you get, is to make sure you know who your audience is and have compassion to want to serve them. So understanding their needs, understanding their desires, what's gonna help them will help you make an informed decision on what vehicles to what, put in the marketplace. Yes. I don't live in Detroit, which means I don't know the needs and desires of the people who need to be served in Detroit or Cleveland or Chicago, or anywhere in the Midwest, you would best know that. Or and if you don't know that, what I would do is partner up, or consult with, or pay somebody who's very who's in that car rental space in that city, in that state, and ask for their mentorship or solicit solicit their services to help you make the best decision.
1: Mm, I like that. There you have it. Yeah. That you know what, uh, Matty J, I, I'm, I'm thinking of it now. It's like we got to people really got to do the data analytics of the the demographic of where they're at. You know what I'm sure. saying? So to, to know like, Hey, do I need trucks? Do is our convertibles going to work in this environment? How many people are taking cabs and how many t- people are taking Ubers? There's All like right. a whole process. So you, right. you really got to really get into the, the data analytics behind this, man. This is, this is really in depth, man. That's,
2: not I to help anybody, but it does help to get surgical. And you don't have to be the surgical one because everybody has different personality types and you just like the smooth process. I don't want to, But partner up with somebody who is the analytical one who can provide that data for you to help you with those decisions. For example, even in the courses that we have, everything is detailed on how to do market research, on how to identify and make the proper decisions so you can run the play long term versus- Yeah, because I'm imagining
1: people are saying now, like, how do I find my target audience? Well, these are some of the things that you should be thinking. If you're looking, like, you want to make sure that the customer is going to be obviously- 1,000% 1,000% satisfied with the, the, the service. So these are the things that you need to do. It's exactly. kind of the same thing like we always say, like even investing, man, do your research, make sure you do the analytics because that will determine how successful you're going to be.
4: exactly, exactly. Yeah. Let's, get, let's, let's get a few let's more go, questions, bro. Yeah, let's go
1: to, let's go to Zatric. Uh Zatrick, we coming to you, unmute yourself. You've been unmuted, what's going on? There you go.
2: That's love. I've ever met. Zatrick. Shout out to Zatrick
3: appreciate it. It's a combination of my parents' name. They're from Sierra Leone. But um I didn't really come on here for a question. I actually came to say thank you because I had saw you on a million dollar million dollars worth of game. Oh, and went And then talked to my OG and then mm-hmm. he went and got on Toro and he actually bought two cars and I'm working on uh, building my credit right now so I can actually get a car. Right. But He's- I'm from Atlanta.
2: Atlanta, okay.
3: Yeah, but I'm at school right now. I'm actually in Missouri, but I am flying in for a Vest Fest on Friday. So I will be there this week. <laughs> and the cool thing, I'll come with my business partner, too. But, yeah, I really just wanted to say thank I really thank you to all of you guys, like, because yeah. what y'all doing, it just, it makes dreams possible for, like, the things that I want to do. I've seen you guys do it, and that's, like, the motivation that I need. So it's really a thank you for everything that y'all are doing
1: uh oh, exactly. that's real that's love man you know how we play it man in order to see it in order to be it we gotta see it first so i, I salute everybody that, that's the part <laughs>
4: <laughs> university which the biggest anything can happen <laughs> all the Avengers. shout out shout out to made love with for game wallow and gilly yes sir Steve. those my guys right there man <laughs> oh, yes yes it's not but information is something that you know you, we take for granted because we're in the space, but it's liberating people. Amen. You know what I'm saying? That it's word liberation,
2: man. oh my God, that's a strong yeah, word. It's
4: liberating people, man. It's information, is everything, Amen. man. So whether it's Airbnb, whether it's Toro, whether it's stocks, whether it's crypto, whether it's real estate, whatever it is, you know, just to be able to, to provide for your family and create a new stream of income based off of information that you learn mm-hmm. is um something that is really priceless. So Yeah appreciate hey. everybody that has come on the platform to provide information and appreciate everybody that has taken the time to actually implement the information.
1: That's a fact, man. Information on us, execution on you. Maddie, I wrote that bar, man. In order to get passive, Ooh. we gotta be active first. Get I love it. It. that's a bar, that's a bar. Uh, let's go to Michelle. Michelle, we coming to you, unmute yourself. You've been unmuted, what's going on?
3: Good evening, everyone, how's everyone doing?
1: We are blessed, how are you?
4: You are
3: blessed as well, best and highly favored. So what I would like to find out is about, at what point do you unload your cars to say, okay, I need to sell them because of mileage. And do Mm -hmm. you also do unlimited mileage rental?
2: Mm, Good question. So again, everything is based on your personal business. Remember we're business owners. How you operate your business is gonna be different from how somebody else operates the business. Unless it's a franchise, obviously Subway has to operate it the same way that another Subway does. So what I do is provide frameworks and options that people do. So one option is they say, yo, for example Hertz after a vehicle hit the $30,000, 30 mile, 30,000 mile mark, we go ahead and sell it. But they do that because their business model is different. They get these vehicles at wholesale rates, meaning a car that might retail for $13,000, they might get for $7,000. They'll run up the bag, renting the vehicle up to 30,000 miles and give you a because they can afford to give you a limited and then sell it. For the same price that is going for retail, so they profit from selling the car and from renting the car, right? But if that's not your business model, that might not make sense to give unlimited miles, right? So if your business model is you purchase the car at its almost peak peak price, you might now have to limit the miles, which is the mo- the case that for most people on the Turo marketplace, they usually limit to anywhere from 100 miles per day. So 300 miles per day depending on what vehicle you have if you have an economy car um, that is supposed to be driven long term it might not be reasonable to limit your mileage your guest mileage to 100 miles per day because they're going to be driving it right from one area to another one area to another so again it depends on your business model the vehicle that you have your revenue model and what you ultimately want to do for your circumstance situation and scenario but again those are the different options that people have done like Hertz, um, people with luxury cars, people with economy cars. I personally have mainly luxury cars from entry level, mid level and exotic cars and all my cars. I have a hundred mile limit and anybody who goes over that limit pays a a fee from anywhere from 60 cents per mile to a dollar a mile. And that's well communicated beforehand. Okay, Thank you very much. Thank
4: Thank you, Michelle. And do remember, Matty J is a master teacher. Um, and he also has a course where he actually teaches the ins and outs of not just Toro, but the car rental game. And um, as Nas said on his new album, he said, I invest in education because he wasn't privy. And that was something that really struck me. Like I invest in education. Like that's something that, you know, I invest in education mm-hmm. As I said, I brought Wall Street Trapper's course. I brought a couple of different courses uh, for family members, sometimes even for myself. Mm. Um, so if you're interested in Learning even more and going into detail, and like he said, as far as like you know, videos and slides and different things of that nature, um, check it out. And we have a discount $500 yes, off, yes, sir, exclusively for Earn Your Leisure. The website is game.com So I'll pin it, I'll pin the website, uh, in the YouTube section, it'll also be in the description of this video. Shout out to all the
2: earners who already got tapped in and wrapped in. No, it's very important. I'm I'm very
4: important if you're not investing in your education um what are you investing in? all right that's so the
2: main thing is that it's even just the education it's also the the spirit of being around other individuals who are on the same the community the community is right. well yeah. that's the
4: thing about UI University EY University is over eight nine thousand people hmm. right now it's one of these things where you always uh, achieve more when you're surrounded by other people. So, yes, yes yeah. the community aspect of, of these platforms are key. Yeah. Amen.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it, it, the, the, the craziest part is that people have been looking for it, right? Yeah. There's so many times you have conversations like, I, I was looking for somebody who was thinking like this. So mm-hmm. I'm glad that y'all created something. So shout out to all the earners. Shout out to everybody that's been tapped in, man. And like, again, executing on the information, which is the most important thing. We don't want to just hoard it. We don't want to be hoarders of information. We actually want to put it into play. So shout out to y'all.
4: Troy, can you put the link in in the um, in the Zoom? Also, I just texted to you. I put it in YouTube. You put it in yep, Zoom.
1: I got you right now. I got you right now.
4: That is definitely, like I said, it's five hundred dollars off if if you use that link only for that link. So uh, tap in That's or right. tap out. Ooh, the choice is yours. Uh oh,
1: hey, you've been sitting next to Maddie a little too long. Hey yo, hey yo, man, it's it's starting like. The, the, the sauce is like transferable now.
4: Like, what's going on? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> activation. Activation. <laughs> All right, let's get like one more question, Troy. McKenna. Yeah, let's
1: go to uh, let's let's see who we got over here. Let's go to Keith. We coming to you. Unmute yourself. You've been unmuted. What's going on, Keith? Peace, peace, peace.
2: I got the royal beard. Okay. That is a
1: that, that's a king's beard.
2: Yo, that's a king's
1: beard. I'm about to go shave.
3: What? The- Yo, to- too bad, too bad we gotta wear masks, bro. You see that Invest Fest? I have flourished. <laughs> <laughs> the beard
1: is flourishing.
3: Love it. <laughs> yes, sir. So uh, I had a question in regards to um, analyzing, analyzing um the uh the market as far as the, what, what as far as I'm trying to choose what car right I want to get right now. I'm I'm I live in Georgia near Atlanta, but I'm not in Atlanta, so I was trying to probably like try to get
1: outside the outskirts of Atlanta. So I was trying to see what's the best way to analyze the market in
3: general.
2: Yeah, again, I utilize Facebook Marketplace a lot because it allowed us to have a playground and connect with individuals who are nearby, like 30 miles, 55 miles, 10 miles. During the pandemic, I was able to sell $2 million worth of gym equipment using Facebook Marketplace, right? I didn't have to go out and do Facebook ads. All I did was utilize a platform that brought me together with people, who my neighbors basically. So that's what I'll do. So I, I, like I mentioned in the podcast, I have a house that's an hour away from Atlanta. If you know Loganville, right? Yeah. So what I'll do is realize that people in Loganville, there's not a Hertz out there. There's no enterprise out there. So they have to drive all the way to a city to rent a car in a in a city that they need to actually use the car in. So if they mm-hmm. get in an accident, where do they have to get the cars from? The city. Why would they have to get the city when they have Keith in, the, in, in their same exact city who they are probably... Ten houses down the block from, and they can rent from you directly. It's just a matter of knowing again where the playmakers playgrounds are. That's how, that's how I run those plays when it comes to markets that aren't the airport or the cities that aren't the Los Angeles, Miami, Houston, and Vegas.
3: So we say you use a Facebook Marketplace. There's an actual like actual section in there you go to, or that's you just
2: true. yeah. When you list a, any type of item for sale. Or even offer, you can list items, you can list services, you can list, you can do a lot on Facebook, Markface, and yeah. you can point who and what area you want to target. So when I was selling the gym equipment, I was targeting anybody who lived in a 30 mile radius. And I found the groups that they are doing um, garage sales and I'll post them there. Hey guys, I got gym equipment available. Everybody would blow up my DM, my, my private messages um it's just again it's just a matter of allowing the people around you to be aware of your services and that's just again utilizing tools in marketplaces like facebook craigslist even offer up is a dope um, tool that i used to use all the time and then of course as you build your clientele word of mouth starts to kick in
3: okay because i utilize all those platforms you mentioned i guess i guess it's
1: a matter of just using them and, and just practicing using them and how to implement
2: surprise man as soon as people actually tap into it a lot of people don't actually execute this specific method at all I don't know why but I, I guarantee you as soon as you list it on Facebook Marketplace you're going to get inquiries within 24 hours ben. the people okay. who actually did it they let me know they did a screenshot bro I just listed it. I'm already got seven messages for somebody who wants to run out of my car for a week 250 a week nice nice
3: okay I appreciate that
2: well
1: definitely Keith, appreciate you, my guy. No problem, man, peace. Sir.
2: Sure. Appreciate
4: it, appreciate it. All right, all right, ladies and gentlemen.
2: Can I shout out my, my, my team? Yes. My team, my family, my wife. I want to shout out everybody who helps this education. You see the <laughs> smile on my face? Imagine if I was stressed. I would not be willing to share this information. But the reason why I'm not stressed, but I'm blessed is because my team and of course God Elohim for putting me on. And again, of course, is EYL platform for taking the time for us to have a platform and outlet to share this information. Appreciate you guys all. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen.
4: Maddie definitely came with the full team. You yes, sir. More people than Squad us. Up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Squad Yes, yes. <laughs> ah, ladies and gentlemen, always a pleasure. EYL University, once again, this is something that we do every single week at EYL University, where we have experts in the field best in class and they come and they give presentations and they answer questions and then we have monthly financial planning calls we have bi-weekly real estate call also including e university is mg the mortgage guys uh, sure. blueprint um which goes over everything you need to know as far as how to uh, buy real estate the best best practices and, and commercial lending and all of that kind of stuff troy does the movie club book club we have a facebook group and we have an infinity group that i'm extremely proud of so the best way to actually learn is from each other. So even right. more so than us having a relationship with other people, there are rising stars. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Alistair from the Crypto Club. Shout out to all, everybody. Um, but they are rising stars inside of e University and we, we to that. So Janet, mm-hmm. who is our, uh, I don't even wanna call her. She's our <laughs> everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's everything for us. And, she started as somebody that was inside of EY University, that's just adding so much value to EY University. And it's like she was working at Fidelity, mm. and um, she had a nice job, nice paying job at Fidelity. And we paid her more than Fidelity was paying her. Because, uh, the game, yeah, know, they, know the value.
1: They didn't see the true worth.
4: They see yeah, the value. We had to pay her more and provided her with a 401 k, health insurance, all that. Mm. You know, um, so. Black woman. Um, So it's extremely important to have that community, as you said, and that's that we built with EYL University. So if you're interested, go to EYLUniversity.com and check us out. Uh, And once again, don't forget, InvestFest, extremely important. It will be something that will be documented in time and uh, will be a living document for the times that we're in right now. It will be archived and it will be a capsule just like Woodstock.
5: Right?
4: <laughs> very, very similar. When, yes. you, when you watch the documentary on 2021, yeah. Invest Fest. Yes. Yeah, top part of that timeline for so sure. Don't don't miss this opportunity to be a part of history. I can't <laughs> wait there. <man. laughs> That's a fact. Troy.
1: Yo, man. Again, I just want to uh thank everybody for their their thoughts and prayers. Um Obviously, was was dealing with some a medical situation, uh, but I'm back. I'm back, and I'm happy to be back, and I'm happy to be with my brothers, man. And shout out to the whole team. Shout out to to, to Mike and Jamal and Rich and Bam, and again, obviously Janet and my family and everybody that had well wishes um, and uh, investments, man. Uh, monumentous is the word, and so we are uh, we are looking forward to it um, to to seeing everybody, and we're looking forward to creating history together is bigger than us. And that's why, you know, you don't really see our name on it. Um, it's, it's really about the people that are coming uh, to share knowledge, to share information um, and potentially create business partners uh, in a long-term and short-term. So we're looking forward to it. Uh, it was a, it's been a crazy 75 days, but uh, the time has come. So I hope y'all ready.
4: Yeah, and Troy definitely is back in the flesh as the great philosopher Cameron gals once said, you be alright, man. Right, man. <laughs> right, man. Yeah, you be alright, man. Yeah, people get shot every day, man. You be alright, <laughs> yeah, <all> right, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, Yeah,
1: that's, that's, awesome, that's <laughs> a fact. That's a fact. Yeah, yeah. Man, AJ, we appreciate you. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna give you your, your proper outro, and we might have to do a mic drop on it. That is C to the Eho, Maddie. Oh, yeah, <laughs> my <laughs> dog.
4: Don't forget, EYL, rentalgame.com, Maddie J's course, $500 off that link, special link if you're interested in, in taking it to the next level. We will see you guys at Invest Fest on Friday. And this will also be on podcast outlets on Friday as well. So tap in, do something with the information, Um take care of yourselves, and uh yeah, we'll see you soon.
1: Yeah, man, we might need to rent a car from one of y'all one day. So make sure y'all get it up and going. <laughs> Love is love, y'all. Peace.
4: All
3: right. Take your business further with the smart and
2: flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S.
3: restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points at up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard.
2: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you.